Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Welcome to Monday Morning Homilus. It's Father Manny coming to you without Jorge, who is down for the count. So we have... Hey guys, I'm back. It's an easy Monday. It was going to be an easy Monday regardless, but Jorge is under the weather, so um, we're stuck holding down the fort. How are you doing, Izzy? I'm doing well. How about you, Father? Great. How was your Mother's Day? It was good. We went. We had dinner. Really nice. How was Di- dinner is weird because usually people have brunch, brunch or, right? or We lunch. were a party of 12, so Whoa. it was hard. Yeah. I didn't have dinner plans. You could have invited me. I'm sorry. I had lunch with my mom, and I was back by 5 o'clock. Oh, wow. We were we already went to the restaurant at 5. Hmm? We were at the restaurant at 5. There you go. Took a nap after mass. There you go. I, I took a nap, but, you know, because I was just tired. <laughs> I hope mom didn't mind, but I had a great Mother's Day, and hopefully you did too. And today we're going to talk about Mother's Day and yesterday's gospel in which we start getting ready for the coming of the Holy Spirit, when I was preparing the episode and I typed in the, the title, episode 86, is he's like, whoa. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. And she asked me if it was counting the Lent episodes. I go, no, the Lent were bonus episodes. So sometime next season, I believe in the fall, maybe, hopefully, we'll pass episode 100, which is like a milestone. In the fall? Mm. Maybe, yeah. I, I, think, I, my math I think is after terrible. Christmas. Why after Christmas? We start in late August or September. By the way, next week, next week's our season finale. finale. Usually, yeah. Okay. Be the end of season five, believe it or not. So yeah, because we do we do it sometimes. The thing is that early on we did it. The, I don't know why I'm talking. This is inside yes. baseball, but the we we would we started in in, in Easter two years ago, and then we that was like the first season one, which yes. was very brief for like ten episodes, and then we started again in September. Then we stopped after Christmas. We started again that season three, and there and there. Now we're here. Of, now episode eighty six. That's insane. So why don't we? What do you mean we're not going to? We, we usually start in in August or something like that, or I don't late. Think early you'll early. hit hundred by Christmas. There's thirteen weeks between. Uh, why am I arguing this with you? This is math. It's just simple math. <laughs> it's going to be after. But Christmas. I, I don't. But one of those things is one of those episodes was a homily by one by a priest that was visiting. So, I mean, I have to reconfigure them. So, anyways, so, whatever. Oh wait, eighty six. My math is off. It's fourteen Teen. weeks. It's thirteen. Oh, wow. uh, next week's gonna be eighty seven. So it's, it's okay. 13 so you episodes. might hit it. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you guys for staying. Uh, yeah. All this way and here. If you stayed through this argument of the last five <laughs> minutes, of the last two minutes, and you know, we thank appreciate you for that. You. Anyways, Mother's Day always an emotional, um, an emotional day. Uh, you know, Izzy with her mom, me, uh, with my mom, and and also you have the Holy Spirit. And I, and I did kind of did a little bit of a homiletic gymnastics yesterday, trying to. Uh, compare, you like that? Yes. Trying to compare the Holy Spirit to our moms because of the great him being called the great comforter. But I started off the homily by, you know, talking about my experience at the ordination on Saturday. You've been to ordinations before, yes. And what is your experience? We always we said it. You know, we always said in this podcast, you should always go to you, could, mm-hmm. you should go to an Easter vigil, and you should also also go to a priestly ordination. What is your take on priestly ordination? I went. Father Matthew, Father Matthews, yes, and it was—I don't want to say magical, but (laughs) spirit-filled, spirit-filled, beautiful, and it's just you—you don't 
you get to appreciate our priests a little more. How so? Because they're, they're like they're laying down their life for you. There, you see the archbishop. Literally, l- you see the archbishop bless them. No, but explain that that they're laid down because some people may so, know that. So, um, in the cathedral, they they lay they lay down. They prostrate prostrate themselves, themselves on, the floor, down, on the floor, face down on the, the altar, saints. and they're they're giving their life t- to God and mm-hmm. their lives to us and helping us grow. And I since then I've appreciated priests a little more, and everyone should go and experience it for at least once in their lifetime. There you go. I can't imagine how this sun, how this Saturday was with five new priests. Congrats to five all those. Five new priests. Five new priests. And very young priests, all millennials. Let's like, wait, are you a millennial or are you Gen Z? I am a uh, old you're Gen post, Z. You're post-millennial. Yes, I'm 23. Going hmm. 24. Yeah, I'm in the cusp. So you don't have the entitlement of, eh, uh-uh. of millennials? No. No, anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing, but no, but it, it was like the first... They were young, yeah, I, I, I saw pictures of them. No, the, the, the youngest is 27 years old, wow. and I realized that when he was born, I was finishing up minor seminary, so I was like, I was feeling a bit old. So you go to the ordination, and obviously, we yesterday's gospel is about the Spirit, and the Spirit is invoked a lot during mm-hmm. the ordination, especially because... They are, we are made priests, or at least I was ordained a priest through the laying out of hands and the invocation mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit by the Archbishop. In my case, it was Archbishop Fowlora, which is Archbishop Wensky's predecessor. And what I pointed out was that the way that the, the men come in, the one that are about to be ordained, they are sitting in the pews like you would be. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not sitting, even though they're already deacons, they're not sitting in the altar, they're not, they're sitting in the pews with their families, and in particular, with their moms. In the Archdiocese of Miami, we celebrate ordinations every year the day before Mother's Day. It's such a beautiful tradition. It is a great tradition. But like I said yesterday during my homily, it's that it ruined Mother's Day for me for the rest of my life because I could never (laughs) top that for my mom. I did. I, I think I did yesterday because she was very happy. I gave her two tickets to a comedian she likes. Nice. So, um, So she was very happy with that. But it's like I gave, you know, 21 years ago, I gave her... You know, the gift of my priesthood and the gift of a first mass, and I'm like, I can't top that. You know, I can't top that. So I, they were walking in, and then they're sitting next to their moms. Their moms are all fitted with corsages, which is apparently a new thing because they didn't do you that didn't when get, I, yeah. No, I they did. It wasn't a thing back then. It was like, <laughs> you know, I'm worried about things. You know, I'm worried about corsage for them. So literally, I've never bought a corsage for a girl. I, I didn't. I didn't go to prom. <laughs> they, why are you laughing? It's just funny. It is. So they walk in, and and I and I, and I start, you know. Thinking about moms and the importance that mothers play mm-hmm. in our faith journey. And that is all stirred by the Holy Spirit that Jesus talks about in yesterday's gospel. In that our moms are the first ones who really instill in us the faith. So I, I preached a little bit about that yesterday, but she's got her notes and she probably remembers the homily better than I do. So off you go with your notes. Um, let me see where you start because sometimes I write about. Myself. Well, I did. I okay, started. Here we go. There you go. Well, you started explaining the ordination, and then you mentioned how Archbishop mentioned uh, said a quote by Venerable Mama Margaret, Saint John Bosco's mom. And I forgot to say her name. I'm sorry. I said mom. I said the mother of John Bosco. I didn't say Mama Margaret. Margaret Venerable mm-hmm. Mama Margaret. Mm-hmm. So, um, you want me to read the quote? Yes, please. I have the quote right here because, it. uh. Basically, the day of of St. John Bosco's ordination, she says, Giovanni, today you are a priest. You will begin saying Mass, so from henceforth, you will be close to Jesus. Remember that to begin to celebrate Mass 
means also to begin to suffer. You will not realize this immediately, but little by little you will see that what your mother told you is the truth. Isn't that always the case? So then you went, you explained that how mothers tell us the truth. And it wasn't towards the end I made a connection that the truth is Jesus Christ. I just thought like more in a secular way, like your moms will always tell you what's right and wrong, which is true. Um, but then you mentioned it, you connected it with last Sunday's gospel, which Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, so our moms lead us closer to him, and he gives us the great consoler, the Holy Spirit, to console our hearts. And Mary received that same Holy Spirit, and we're going to read about that when two weeks is Pentecost. That's crazy. So. Yep. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's, what, that's, I got that's yeah. what you got. So there's a couple of things to unpack, especially in, in, in Venerable Margaret's uh, St. John Bosco's mother's quote, in that he... She basically tells him, as you as you celebrate the Eucharist more and more, you will you will be you will suffer. Mm-hmm. And then I made that connection also in that our moms, how many moms suffer because of us, mm-hmm. because of what our, what their children do. And I and I see it every day in my ministry when moms come to speak to me, with grandmothers come <laughs> to speak to me, and and it, and we, you know, the closer we get to Christ. There are so many saints that say, isn't it wonderful that we are worthy to suffer just as our Lord suffered? And suffering is part of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Suffering is part of yeah. our Christianity. Jesus says it. It was Saturday's gospel. The gospel was read to the, the, the new priests that were ordained. You know, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. That is very, very, very strong language. You know, that this spirit that's going to lead us down this path, that's going to lead us to follow Jesus, and lead us in, the, in the, truth, the way, the truth, and the life. This spirit is going to comfort us in our suffering, that, the way that he comforts mothers in their suffering. So you think about all the times, and, and, we both, and both Izzy and I have mothers and have, who have lost children. We've lost, both have lost brothers. You know, in that, and they were commiserating after Mass. I saw that yesterday. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. I was like, oh, boy, this is, this is going to be good. Um but no, but there is a bond that they share with our Blessed Mother, mm-hmm. who lost a child as well. You know, there's a bond there that, that we cannot fathom because, you know, I, I, and I've said this before, you know, my pain in losing my brother is different than my father's pain in losing a son, which is also far different than my mother's pain from losing a son because mm-hmm. that's a suffering that, you know, where she wakes up yesterday and I imagine, and, and she's told me this before, that and, and, you know, she's happy that she's spending her day with her children or grandchildren, but there's somebody missing. missing. Yeah. So, and and that's why you sent me a video of your mom, you know, with a big drink in her hand. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's, you know, however, Doña Paulina wants to <laughs> celebrate Mother's Day. That's, that's, that's her that's, day. That's her day. Um, and mothers are such beautiful role models. My mom, I thank her every day. I was, I was joking on my Instagram story. I go, happy Mother's Day. Thanks for choosing me and not someone else. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there I'm, were other I'm, babies in the neighborhood. I would imagine that could have she could have chosen little that. another Ecuadorian little boy named yeah. Marcos. That was another option. Really? She was about to take another baby too. Oh wow! And she said, "No, I choose wow. Maria Isabel." Wow! I wonder what happened with Marcos. I know, me too. <laughs> Seriously, you've thought of that? Oh yeah. Oh, so wow. many times. But was did, was he adopted eventually by somebody? I don't or? know. Huh? <laughs> now, well, now we gotta go find Marcos. <laughs> 
the orphanage doesn't exist anymore no, in Quito. I mean, there, there, there's some there's someone there's some 23 year old somewhere in the world named Marcos <laughs> who lost out the Izzy sweepstakes. You know, <laughs> Izzy is laughing so hard in the studio right now. Hey, at least I'm not crying yet. No, no, so that's you, really good. We'll, we'll get there eventually. But anyways, so Marcos. mothers are beautiful. A now, I'm sorry, I can't get over this Marcos thing. I'm, I'm like. Somewhere in the world, there's a man that's like, this could have been my life. <laughs> and who knows? Could have, maybe, could have been. Maybe he was adopted by, by Steve Jobs or, or Bill Gates. Who knows? Oh, lucky I, guy. I, I no, know, I right? love my parents. I love my parents. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just Mother's Day so, f- I don't know. Everyone has different experiences. Mothers here on earth. Mothers that are, are, in, are in heaven watching over us. Grandmothers, aunts. And they really, they really know how to comfort you. And you said in your homily too, that when we get hurt, when we want, when we need love, you go to mom. Mm-hmm. I I I always go to I always go to Doña Paulina Gordy, mm-hmm. um, and they they just know how to to comfort you. I don't know what else. It's just so simple and that love. It, and you can't I also get anywhere else. I also spoke about the voice of a mother that you know I don't see my mother every day, but you know and I have to get better at this you know and and just calling and just hearing her voice that calms me down that brings me down to earth that. That is always reassuring, and that's what mothers do. Is that they, you know, now they tell you the truth, and sometimes they don't mince words. Some some mothers are sterner than others, mm-hmm. but in that you want you go to mom, like you scrape your knee while riding a bike. You know, mom likes me, and then she, you know, she treats your knee and all that. I, I was lucky enough that I was that I was raised with my mom and my grandmother in the house, and so it's like mm-hmm. you you had both of them there taking. Taking care of you, it's like I was spoiled. And when my other grandmother would come and say, you have three moms spoiling you and cooking for you <laughs> and doing all these things. And and that's also something, I mean, obviously Grandparents Day is in July, but, you know, when we celebrate St. Joachim and St. Anne, but grandmothers, you know, they do so much. And they, and, they, and, 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 I, and I did speak a lot about grandmothers yesterday in that there are so many grandmothers who suffer for their children because they're suffering for their grandchildren who are not... You know, because their children mm-hmm. aren't going to church, that means their grandchildren aren't baptized, they aren't part of the church, or they're <laughs> baptized, they haven't received First Communion. And so I have all these grandmothers that, you know, that, especially the ones that come to daily Mass, that come and sit with me and say, mm-hmm. Father, I just, you know, you know, I suffer, I, I pray, I come to Mass every day, I do all these things, and my children still won't come or still won't, you know, you know, bring it in. But I tell them, be persistent in prayer. Mm-hmm. You look at Venerable Margaret, you look at St. Monica, you look at St. Zelia, you know, Teresa's, uh, uh, Teresa's mother. Okay. Uh, all these wonderful mothers that are now saints in heaven who know what it is to suffer for their children, who knows what it is to watch your children, especially you think of St. Monica and, and, and Augustine spending three, 30, the first 33 years of his life in just debauchery. And one day her prayers were answered. And so Monica is always uh, a vessel of hope so many mothers mm-hmm. that want their children to return to church, and and sometimes they do. And, and and I mentioned it yesterday, and I always I always give a nod to those who are, usually don't go to mass who were there yesterday. Because, <laughs> I love I love because it when mom you do that. guilted <laughs> them into going. And I say you really want to give your Mother's Day presents and come next week as well. You know that's that's the gift is mm-hmm. is is being able to be there for mom not only on Mother's Day but being there every single day for yeah. your mom. Exactly. So. Let me ask you a question. Yes. In that, when we think about our mothers, and I try to make that connection, that our mothers console us the way that the Holy Spirit consoles us, and that they are blessed by the Holy Spirit through their motherhood and through also the intercession of our, our Blessed Mother. 
you know, think about that moment, in, a, mo- a moment in your life where you really needed your, or, or maybe your mother wasn't there, you were way, far from your mom, and you really needed your mom. That's probably a daily thing for you, aren't you? Isn't it? You're laughing. <laughs> no, when I went on the Camino last year, oh boy, I was suffering. I was sick for two days, and then I got a stomach bug. So I was in the middle of northern Spain. My mom here in Miami with COVID, oh suffering boy. too. And at the end of the Camino, we landed in Fatima, which we celebrated her feast day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And our heavenly mom is so awesome and beautiful, and she's always there for us. Like, I got a Fatima, and whenever I go to church, Jesus is there, right? Cool, you feel at home. Jesus is everywhere in the in the Eucharist. But when I got a Fatima, I felt a sense, of, a sense of peace that I am home. It felt like I was here at Little Flower, and I'd never felt that way anywhere else. And it reminded me how my mom would have loved this. We already went to Fatima 10 years ago, but this time- You were a little I'm, girl. I was 13. You're a little girl. Okay. I was a little girl. In that sense, in my faith, yes, I was a little girl. Um, but now I get to appreciate it. I got to appreciate Our Lady of Fatima more. And when I FaceTime my mom to show her, she's like, it's changed so much. I go, Mom, it really hasn't. It just looks a little weird on FaceTime. <laughs> but I know that well, I, my suffering, she was also suffering. And we were like kind of, I don't know. In communion? In communion, yeah. But you in were those, talking, In that but, week. But that's something that Jesus alluded to in the gospel yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's something that I harped on is... Is suffering that we and we've talked about suffering before on this podcast, and and it's something obviously not anything that we want to endure, it's not anything we want to go through, Mm -hmm. but it is part of the Christian experience. That's why all these evangelicals that say, "Yeah, you know, Jesus doesn't want you to suffer." No, of course Jesus doesn't want you to suffer. Says that. Okay, but you know, but he says, "But you will." Because he knows that what we're preaching, what we're, what, we're, what we're talking about, is something that runs contrary to what the world has to offer. Mm-hmm. And so why does he give us, you know, let, let's, break down, let's break down the gospel yesterday, because why does he give us this advocate? Okay, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will, and he will give you another advocate, with a capital A, to be with you always, the spirit of truth, which the world cannot accept. He says it right away. The spirit of truth and the world cannot accept the spirit of truth. Why? Because this truth, both in the time of Jesus and today, is a truth that cannot be reconciled with the values of the world. Because you say values of the world. Are they really values? No. No. And so the world cannot accept it because, because it neither sees nor knows it, but you know it because it remains with you and will be in you. And then this wonderful line, which should have resonated with you, I will not leave you orphans. Okay? I will not leave you orphans. What? I will come to you. What? What did you say it will resonate with me? Because w- weren't you an orphan once? <laughs> <laughs> we started the episode talking about that. I'm still thinking of poor Marcos. Okay. Okay. Hope. Yes, I okay. always think of that too. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. But that that's so important. That that phrase right there. Thinking because the disciples are there. You know, Jesus told them last week, "Don't let your hearts be troubled." Mm-hmm. I'm going before you to prepare a place for you. So they're like, "Okay, but what happens with us?" So I'm not, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to spend you the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, and I won't leave you orphans. 
In a little while, the world no longer see me, but you will see me because I live in you. I live in you. I'm sorry, sorry, because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and reveal myself to him. You like that last verse. It is so simple. That last verse, yes. But the one before, whoever keeps my commandments. Like there's 10 commandments. And I, I think about when I was in second grade and I was learning the 10 commandments by the best religion teacher in the archdiocese, Miss Eileen Marty. And how second graders just received their first communion. And it's just so simple. It really is. You just follow. He literally says it. Follow his commandments. And and you. I and I will follow my <laughs> commandments. And I will be with you always. Exactly. Like, And then he he reveals himself to us. And we he's there. And now it's just a matter of us opening our eyes and following him. It's, it's That's what's like hard. He said, if you keep my commandments, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Mm-hmm. If you keep my, whoever has my commandments and observes him is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love and reveal myself to him. In other words, I, you keep my commandments. I will take care of you. Mm-hmm. I will love you. I will send you the Spirit. I will comfort you in whatever suffering you may endure because, listen, th- there's already suffering in the world to start. Oh, yeah. And you add that you're going to live out your Christian faith, you're going to suffer more. Because everything, you know, I, I talked to, I was talking to Father Andrew yesterday, who was, uh, or last week, and who was, who was going to be taking an online um, post, postgraduate course uh, at Villanova University in Philadelphia. And I was talking to other students uh, who are going off to start college, you know, either in the summer or in the fall. Mm-hmm. And just the college experience in and of its own, and you have some experience with this when you started college, is that you go... And everything is a, everything runs countercultural mm-hmm. to especially if you come from a Catholic school. If you went to a Catholic school your whole life, like you did, you know everything runs countercultural and everything runs contrary to the truth that we receive. Because here's the thing: our truth is with a capital T. Their truth is what some people believe is truth. Yeah, and you can speak better than I uh, than I can because you live that. Mm-hmm. How do because when you went to college, how was the experience? You know, coming from Saint Teresa and then La Salle. It was very weird in the sense that my classes. I only went to college for a year, two years, year and a half. Let's go, year and a half but in person. Gonna, but you're going to be finishing this. Fall. I will be finishing. I'm going back this fall. Thank you. Everyone now knows and holds me accountable for that. There you so go. thank you. Um, there was one class I took, and she started talking about different religions and when it came to catholicism there was only one slide of like information and other religions she went off for two classes at the end i i, I got the gut the guts to go off to go not not off go up to her <laughs> after class and she went off <laughs> and i asked her like hi professor um why are we learning more about catholicism she says it doesn't really matter i go but we're learning about other religions she says no i don't want to teach her. i go Okay, well. She didn't say why? She didn't say why. But then I have other teachers that, that um, I, was, I was taking a speech class, and it was the same time of World Youth Day Panama in 2019, January, and I told him, hey, I'm not going to be here for two classes. I'm going to Panama. And I didn't say why. 
he says, you're going for a world youth day? I go, yeah, how would, how'd you know that? He says, oh, I went years ago when I went, uh, when I was in Columbus. I go, oh, okay. Good. But he, did he talk about religion ever then? No, it was a speech class, but it's, every professor is very different. And with people that I met in college, most of them were Christian. Mm-hmm. And they go to these churches all praise and worshipy. But is it like Christianity a la carte Christianity? That meaning that, okay, I'm gonna go to a church where it fits more my needs. Yes, definitely. It fits more what what I want. More, yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of like you know, instead of trusting God who you know founded this church and said mm-hmm. these are my commandments. Mm-hmm. Let me just okay. Go you can't else. pick and choose. As as I like to say, they like to go somewhere that's more fun. Ah, yeah. But mass is fun. Yeah, mass is. More than fun, it's beautiful, it's <laughs> awesome. But for them, for a lot of people that even close friends I know, they go because it's fun that they have a it's, but, but that's easier. But I, have, but I have a problem with that because oh I mean, I, I was a little flippant when I said mass is fun. It's, I mean, we go to worship God, we go mm-hmm. to spend time with Him, we go to listen to His word, we go to receive Him in, in, in the body of Christ in the Eucharist. And okay, if the music is great, wonderful, if the homily is great, wonderful, but. There and I and I, I think I've said this story before. My dad had you know he was taking class one time with a priest who was now since passed, a wonderful friend of mine. And he says, "Listen, if you want entertainment, you go you go to the theater. <laughs> yeah, you know if you want to experience Jesus Christ, you come to mass. Exactly. So do you go to mass to experience, or you go to a service, or you go to wherever you go on Sundays? I mean, at least you're going somewhere on that's, Sundays. That's awesome. I mean, so at, that, at least you're going. That makes me happy. That okay, also, at least you're going somewhere. That made me that, happy that, in that, a sense. That but. They were living their faith. Does that make sense? It, it does because like, I have. Because you could also not right. go anywhere and not believe in anything or do right. anything for yourself. That's true. Now I have some experience in this because, like, I'm thinking now of, of several students I have, especially that I had when I was when I was was ministering in Broward, who, you know, went to Catholic schools, all of them, and you know, from from primary oh, through 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 high school. Mm-hmm. And you know they go off to college, and then you know they stop going to mass mm-hmm. and, and all that, and then they encounter Christ in a different way, and probably even a more personal way in an evangelical church. And I and, I'm, and right off the bat, I'm thinking of two or three examples. Oh, that's me too, right now in my head. Okay, but and so I say I'm thankful that they are now what it, they're they have more conviction, which is a conviction. That I wish more of our of mm-hmm. our Catholics have. Yesterday we had the the first reading, which was the scriptural basis for the sacrament of confirmation. The second reading, Saint Peter, who's been on fire that those readings the last three or four weeks, saying, "Always be ready to give a reason for your hope." In other words, we need to have the conviction to say when somebody comes to you, "Why are you always so happy?" Is he? Why are you always so cheerful? What? Oh, well, I'll tell you why because of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of these girls, and they're all girls. And I, and I think there's one or one or two other guys, but, <laughs> but but mainly these are girls who are more apt to talk about their faith, and and they would call me and say, Father, you know, you know, and they ask questions. Why why do we do this? Why do we do that? Because in mm-hmm. my church they say this, and we do that. Or my church they said this, and which is, you know, they said this about Catholicism, which I don't think is true. But but in all this, they have a, of a deeper understanding and appreciation of the Holy Scriptures. And they have a very personal relation with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, at least you have that. Now, at the end of the day, they always come home. They do. 
because what is the one thing they're not receiving? The Eucharist. Exactly. Which changes you. Exactly. And, and we talked about Scott Hahn a couple weeks ago. The Scott Hahn says that, is that, you know, we can't live without the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. You know, we need the Eucharist. During you know, COVID, you, it was horrible. Exactly. You think about, you oh. went through those two and a half months where you couldn't receive the Eucharist, or you couldn't, you know, all our churches were locked down, and you couldn't receive the bread of life. And so when you go, and and, and that's, I don't know, you, you speak to it better than I can. Why why do they think that it's better to have fun than to experience, not to say they're not experiencing the living Christ, exactly. yeah, yeah. but but you remember I said earlier, you know, you take the suffering part out of it? Because mm -hmm. they don't talk about suffering. No, they're always happy-go-lucky, which, you know, and meeting people in college and some of my own friends that they're, that they that they went like how you said they went through Catholic school their whole life and now they're in in different churches it's I don't know I I'm happy that they're living their faith believing in someone believing in Christ not I would say like and science I, religion and they have, when, and, what's and, that science religion Scientology, Scientology yeah. <laughs> could be worse that's why I always tell myself is it could be worse that your friends are not like doing something else whatever but um I accept it and I pray for people to come back to the church because it really is the Eucharist is something that that you need, and if you've already experienced it before, why would you leave it? Right, but there's also something, and Hoy and I touched upon this. I want to say three weeks ago in the podcast that we have to get behind the feel. You know, I want to feel good. That's that's what that's what people would say when they want to take drugs. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm being very frank. Okay. But we have to get beyond the feeling part and get to know and experience this Christ and realize what he says, that suffering is part of this. Mm -hmm. You know, Venerable Margaret said it to her son, that you're going to start celebrating the sacrifice of the Mass. So since you're united as a priest to the sacrifice of the Mass, where you're, li where you're basically offering up the Lord as a, you know, as a sacrificial victim every time you celebrate the Mass— you experience the sufferings of Christ as a priest. Now, we as Catholics, we experience the suffering of Christ when people persecute us mm -hmm. because of our religion. And Jesus, like I said, he said it in the Saturday's gospel. If the world hates me, remember, if the world hates you, it's because they hated me first. And remember, that's a very, very big word. Hate. And our Lord uses it. And that's what's going to happen to you. So we have to get beyond, I, I want to feel good, on Sundays, instead of, you know what, I want to go to Mass, and we have to approach Mass as a transformative experience, mm -hmm. that will the will the Scriptures challenge us that day? Will the homily challenge us that day? Will something we hear during the Eucharist, something that comes to us in prayer mm -hmm. while we're kneeling before, you know, during consecration, will something challenge us that day? to be a better Christian. Because if you're not challenged, if you're not, then the Spirit isn't at work in you. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I started journaling during Mass. I loved I, I loved my faith. I didn't have any... Oh, yeah, I did. 2018, I started journaling. I just <laughs> felt my faith just drifting apart a bit, knowing that, okay, I'm not going to be at a school that prays every day. I'm going somewhere that I'm going to have to keep my faith to myself. Not saying that. I talk about Jesus in every conversation, but he does come up because he's he's my life. But when it came to mass, 
I knew that, okay, I, I don't have ministry anymore. There's nothing I can do. There's no, I still have encuentros, my youth group, but that's only on Monday nights. So on Sundays, I decided to start journaling to see how is God speaking to me in that day? Like why, what's standing out to me? And I make little uh, stars to what I like to go back and read on and reflect. And here I am now on my, probably like my seventh homily journal. There since you 2018. Go. Nice. Um, and journaling is so important. And if, and if you don't do it, and, and, and you could do it during Mass, the great late uh, evangelist Matthew Kelly really recommends mm -hmm. it. You know, and, and it doesn't have to be. I'm looking at Izzy has her journal <laughs> open in front of me, and she has a lot of notes. But even if it's something, even yeah, if it's I just used a to word. Have a, I used to have a small notebook, and then it just gradually got bigger. Right. Yeah. But even if it's a small, you know, even if it's, even if it's one word. Mm-hmm. That, that calls out to you, or maybe a phrase from the gospel, or a phrase that the priest says during the homily, that really speaks to you, write it down, and, and you run with that mm -hmm. during the entire week. Allow the Mass to be a transformative experience. Right. Yeah. Now, I want to wrap this up going back, you know, circle back to our mothers. You know, because we talk about, we've talked about the moms who suffer because the children aren't in the faith, but... We really want to lift up our mothers. We really mm -hmm. want to give thanks to God and, and, and also give thanks to Mary, who's a model of motherhood for everyone, for interceding for all of our mothers. And, you know, Izzy and I are blessed with extraordinary mothers who have sacrificed so much and, and have given us so much wisdom, who have grabbed us by the ear sometimes and said, oh, yeah. Eh. Oh, why, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she, my mom's done that. Recently? I hope not. <laughs> But no, um, no, so but we really want to, you know, you know, extol the virtues of motherhood because, and I wrote it in the bulletin this past weekend, is that I'm always in awe of mothers because, mm -hmm. you know, they really sacrifice so much for their children. Mm -hmm. You know, forget about just sacrificing their bodies during the nine months of pregnancy. That's one thing, but then everything that they have to do after that, that life revolves around their children, taking children to to soccer practice, to alley practice, to this, to that. And then, you know, and then all the play. I remember, I go, my, I go, my mother didn't have it that hard. I mean, we were pretty simple. You know, we'd, we, we'd, we'd go out with them. You know, we were we, we had friends, and they those friends had, had children. We'd play with them, and we'd just, you know, and that was it. But now it's play dates and, and, uh, and. And Making sure they're not looking at weird stuff on the internet. That, see, like, my mom didn't so have to worry about things. that. It was just what it was on TV, and <laughs> you just turn off the TV. Exactly. There's one TV in the house. No, I, was... I applaud mothers nowadays. Even just thinking of myself working with middle schoolers, I don't think I would have survived being a middle schooler now and imagining my parents. And you're not that sure. far removed. You're only I'm, 10 I'm years 10, removed from middle, from middle school. Literally 10 years I was in their place. But it's, it's so they, crazy uh, now. How but, the but, world has changed. But, but the thing is, 10 years ago, I'm thinking back to 2013. 2013, you actually. You saw the internet. Like, you saw you have, the internet. Yeah, you had internet. You, you, you still had Facebook. It, you said. Instagram started coming Instagram out. Snapchat. Started, but now it's just so. so yucky. It, it, there was no TikTok. That too. Mm. But, but they're, they're bombarded by so many things. And so mm -hmm. when mom takes away the phone, did you ever have that case where your parents took away the phone? Because A few times, yes. Yeah. Did they monitor your... your, your no, they, that wasn't a thing in 2013. Yeah, you're... Because now you have, like, for example, there's all these apps now that you yeah, monitor. Yeah, like, like screen lock or what? Yeah, or screen that. time, yeah. Screen time, there yeah. we go. That nah. says that you could only be on this it app for certain hours a day or 
And then they asked him, like, mom, can you extend my screen time for 30 minutes? Yeah. Or five? Like, it's... It's a negotiation. It's, yeah. You're, you're, it's, well, that's a whole other but thing. It, but that's why, what's what mothers have to do and the fathers mm-hmm. as well. So we pray for them and, and our moms today. And, and, uh, no, it, it's just that what I said in, in the bulletin, I am in awe of motherhood. Mm-hmm. I am in awe of what they do and what they sacrifice. And I see the moms here in our parish and in our school and all the things that they do for, for our children and, and for our parish and school. And that they, what they do for the parish school is stuff they do on the side after they've taken care, care of their kids. Of their kids. Yeah. So, and and you pray for them because we see, we see our middle schools are only dealing with them with eight hours a day. They and the rest. <laughs> that's you know, off to them. That's it's out. We send them off back to mom and dad and say, <laughs> "Your problem." <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. So anyway, so we pray for our moms and and as we as we get closer to Pentecost, which is now thirteen days away, you know. Wow. We need to, you know, this Sunday we celebrate the Ascension, and then the following Sunday is Pentecost. We need to prepare for the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Great Consoler, who, like our moms, consoles us. He consoles us. He brings us peace. He brings us life and allows us to endure the sufferings of this world. So I invite you, this Friday is when the Novena of the Holy Spirit begins, so you can prepare yourself for Pentecost. Find a Novena, go to EWTN, go to, you know, just put... Catholic Novena to the Holy Spirit, and you'll find a good one out there. There's a plenty of good ones. Or or Father Manny, have George put one on the website or on the Facebook. We could do that, too. I can okay. put one on the Instagram. There you go. Put one on the Instagram. So easy. There you that. go. But, uh, but yes, start that on Friday. She's writing it on her. on her. You, we still do that. You're writing on the I back do. of your hand right now with a pen. When you could put a reminder on, on your phone. phone. I still hey, do Siri, reminders. can you please remind me yes, to put... Yes, but I'm not going to do it now when we're on a podcast. Okay, but I'm saying she's literally... Uh, I... The kids do that. When they do that and they come to communion on Fridays, it drives me nuts. But I use my reminders. Okay. See? So I, I hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> uh, the one takeaway from the episode is this. Somebody, and I know we don't have a big reach, but I want to know what happened to Mark. poor Marcos. <laughs> in Quito, Ecuador. I mean, he may be in Quito. He may be somewhere else. Who knows? Who knows? But we pray <laughs> the Holy Spirit took Marcos somewhere, somewhere just as great as what Izzy's journey went. Coming here to good old Carl Gables <laughs> with Chubbs and Gordy and, <laughs> and and having fun at Christie's and Lowe's every week. You know, so it's like, there she is. Now I, now I got her. Now I got her laughing. I got her going. So anyways, we pray for Marcos, but we mainly pray for all our moms. Izzy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me again, Father Manny. All God right, we'll see, and we'll see you next you. season. Enjoy, enjoy your summer. Yeah. What are you doing this summer, Izzy? Oh, I'm going to France. With the best parish in the archdiocese, and then I'm going to London with but the best parents. In you're the not world. going to Spain. Oh, Spain too. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. France and Spain. Sorry. You going, and then you're going to London. Yes. Ooh, she has a. She's trying. She's trying to date Prince George. He's a little, a little young for a you. A little is he? young. Just a yeah. little young. Oh, That's again, how any single Catholic man. Yeah. No, this is not a. This is not the personals, is he? Let's wrap this up. Thank you to all our moms and Thank you, pray moms, for the grandmas. pray for the Holy Spirit. And Izzy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me again, Father. God bless you. Bye. Yes, yes, the you, the you, the you, the you, baby, the you, baby, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. We need a running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's yeah, a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs>
that guy just no but just no get out of here <laughs> what was that last night all right it's time for sports i booted izzy out of the studio and i brought in ashley and father andrew how are we doing this morning great time to be alive in south florida sports world we have the florida panthers miami heat Dolphin season starting soon, and I mean Marlins won at least yesterday. So at fun least. times. Starting soon, it's May. It's May, yeah. It's nowhere soon. Okay, but they're reporting. They're reporting to camp. We have the schedule out. We're getting into like NFL fever. People are playing their away, away games. That's because the NFL keeps encroaching on everyone else's offseason. It's so true. They are a, mo- a behemoth that cannot be stopped. There yes. were, I read somebody that was complaining this weekend because they had rookie training camps during Mother's Day. I but, love football as much as the next guy. He can't I'm watch spring a firm football. Believer in an off season. Yeah, he it doesn't want to watch the XFL. You didn't hear Roger Goodell's running for president, Roger Goodell, twenty twenty four. Who said that? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's so powerful we that we, I feel like we he's can barely could be commissioner of this league. Season right now. True. And it's and, it's, and we have hockey and, and basketball playoff. Time. Yes, that's enough for my mind to focus on. I mean, come on. So I one person that I thought of when obviously the Heat finished out the Knicks on Friday was Father Manny. Yes. First person I called. As soon as they won, I was there. Father Andrew was walking through the door you when you faced him. You were walking in. And I was like, because I know you you really, really, really do not like the Knicks. Well, but because here's the thing. And, and, the and I texted this to Jorge, and he was probably going to throw it in my face. Because I, and Father Andrew contested this, I brought in a, a TV from upstairs and put it down in, in the living room. And I had the heat on the big screen and the Panthers on the, on the small screen. And I, you know, the Panther charted first, so I started watching that game on the big screen. But uh, at one point, before Father Andrew walked in, he walked in when everything, when the when the Knicks game was done, he mm-hmm. walked in, and we watched the end of the Panther game. But when here's the thing: is that at one point, I'm standing up in front of both TVs with one eye on one TV and one on the <laughs> other, and I have no idea how I'm not cross-eyed this morning. <laughs> Because it was tense. Oh. The Panthers were leading, and the and the Maple Leafs tied. Yeah. And then the Knicks, Julius Randle, God bless him. I mean, what a revelation he's been this postseason. Too bad the Knicks stink in every other and have. Yeah. They don't have the drive. Well, Brunson what? was good too. Though. Brunson was really no, no, no. good. Ju- sorry, Brunson was one like that Julius Randle was the one that they don't like. Sorry. The sorry, Julius Brunson. Cody Zeller sorry. almost took care of him a few times. Cody, seriously, you're you're invoking Cody Zeller on this podcast. Cody, Cody, Cody. Anyway, so. Brunson, an amazing series. Julius Randle, the one they want to run out of town. Isaiah Hart, Isaiah, their center, he's good as well. Isaiah so problems. why am I so stressed about a second round when we're really playing with the house money? And I knew we were going to win that one. Okay, but here's the thing it. is that you all service. were either, no, you were living in Jersey in the late 90s, right? Yeah. And, and you were living Absolutely. in Jersey in the late 90s. The amount of emotional distress... That the Knicks inflicted upon Heat fans in those three seasons in a row that we were ousted by them <laughs> was it? It resurfaced towards the end of that because okay, that we lost the the Wednesday at uh, in the in the Garden. Okay, it's a road game. Brunton had an amazing game. Yeah. We'll come back home take care of business. But it was a tight game throughout. It was. It was nonstop. And I'll tell you, you know, we were there. Um, it was a Friday night game. There was a lot of Knicks fans there, <laughs> a lot. But I'll tell you one interesting thing about the Knicks fans: none of them had relevant jerseys, which means none of them Not had Dolphin fans. <laughs> so nobody had like Brunson jerseys. Nobody had Randall jerseys. They had, had Sadam. Rose Reed jerseys. 
They had Stoudemire jerseys. Tell me they had a Jeremy Lin jersey. I did not see that one. I saw... He got concussed real bad in Taiwan today. Oh, no. He can't catch a break. Uh, so the Knicks fans. So like, what did you see? Any Spreewell jerseys? Spreewell was the biggest Allen one. Houston. Houston. Spreewell and Houston were the two uh, popular ones. Let me think. Ewing. Stoudemire. Ewing. Ewing. Um. What did I say? An Anthony. Allen one? Houston. Anthony. Carmelo. John. Carmelo Anthony. I saw a few Carmelo jo- number seven. John Stark jerseys. One or two, and Lou did pointed they have that out. Any Charlie Ward. Charlie no, Ward. I didn't see Charlie Ward ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, no one likes they were thing. loud. They were proud, and you know, I'll tell you another thing. We walked around during halftime. We you know we did our yeah. usual. There was more cops on that concourse than wow. I've ever seen before. Makes sense, you know. So it was an interesting vibe when we left. So we left the Heat game, and the Panther game was still going on because it went to overtime. No, that so point. I told you, go get the two. So before we get to the Panther, let me just finish this thought. So when the, that game is ending, and that was that horrible flagrant one foul that Gabe Vincent uh, committed against Brunson with a minute left. We were up by six, yeah. and they scored four points. Give just a little on, love tap on his face. It wasn't a love tap, sweetheart. <laughs> it was an elbow, like swinging yeah, it elbow. it was bad. It was pretty bad. And in slow motion, it looked, it, looked even, it looked like a heavyweight punch. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, no. this Now, when that happened, see, that's how those series yeah. ended on crazy things. Alan Houston making a follow, you know, a mm. crazy, you know, a crazy layup, all these. And it was just, I mean... I remember the last one that uh, Alonzo Mourning tells the story that Riley now has doesn't know what to say because Riley says it's either winning or misery in the NBA, and that's true. And he was just sitting in his office, hadn't even addressed the team, and, and literally Mourning had to go in there, mm-hmm. grab R- Pat Riley and said, you need to go and address your team that whose season just ended to these guys from New York. Yeah. Uh, for whatever, I don't know if it was the second or the third time that it happened, I remember the two times with the Miami Arena and in the first and the first time with the Knicks was how we christened that arena. The first, you know, one of the first playoff series was losing to the Knicks. Remember Vashon Leonard? Which game was it when Jeff Van Gundy ended up under Azos? I believe, that, but that, that's the one we did win. It was 97. 90, it was 97. Okay. We, but the thing is, we won because of all the suspensions went in our favor, so we won it in seven games. But yeah, Jeff Van Gundy, that, that wonderful picture of him grabbing on. To Alonzo Mourning's legacy, he took swings at, at Charles Oakley. That's one dude you don't want to mess with. I don't care if you're as tall as, as Alonzo Mourning. So all those scars, I'm there. And, I, and again, I mentioned this earlier, and I didn't finish the thought. No, mention that. Um, <laughs> that I texted George. He goes, I know I'm watching the Panther game, but I will trade a Panthers loss. For a heat win. For a heat win. Against the Knicks. Because... At home. And then Horry said, well, why can't we have both? And we did have both. We did. So now we know. We Obviously, yesterday, 3.30, we had a big game. We all watched Sixers and Celtics game seven, which a lot well, of us how knew. How about Jason Tatum in that Jason game? Tatum cannot do that against us because we're not going to contain that. I do have to add one last thing. Go ahead. Dig at the Knicks. Go ahead. Dig at the Knicks. Go for it. Since 2001. Yeah. Here we go. The Heat have had more Eastern Conference Finals appearances, and the Knicks have had winning seasons. And the Knicks have been around <laughs> way longer than the Heat, too. So this that's the whole thing. This is just since 2001. You know how hard it is to get the Eastern Conference Finals? And yeah. we take it for granted. It's our this. second year in a row. It's, it's sec- second year in a row and third in four years. Four years. And seven. Seventh in like 13 years. And 13. we've only been around for 34 years. 35. 35. Because we were a year older than yeah. yeah they came But down. it was... So, so we find out we found out yesterday, yesterday uh, Celtics just ran away with that. So now we. But play. it was a competitive first half. It was. I um, was I, I was I was coming home from my mom's and and I get back and we're up there by fifteen and Tatum continued to go. Yeah. Can we just say that put a stick in the Sixers and say the process has failed? They're, yeah, it's a it's trust an issue. the process. 
I, I bet you PJ Tucker is trying to figure out how he can get back to Miami. Oh, I love PJ Tucker. I no, love but him. No, why? He, I liked him. Jimmy was, Butler buys him a car. At the end of last season, two weeks later, he signs with the Sixers. I like him. I like Maxi. You know, if I had to pick a few players on the, on the Sixers. Well, he had a great first yeah, quarter, and then after good. that, he disappeared. So now we find out we play uh, Boston. Boston will fill up the Caseya Center. It was like that last year. They will fill it up. <sighs> We refuse to sell our tickets to Boston fans, so that's why you know we're not gonna. If we were to sell, but how them, do you how do you know? We don't know. That's why we're not gonna sell ah. them all the third part thirty mar- third have three party games. markets. So game one is Wednesday. Game two is Friday. They both are played at the Garden it's every other night. And then um, we we'll play, play Sunday. We play home Sunday and then home on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm blanking out. It's either Tuesday Sunday or and tu- Sunday and Tuesday. It's, it's every other day. Sunday, Sunday and Tuesday. Tuesday. Sunday and Tuesday. Which actually works out well because this week is a very big week at St. Teresa because we yeah, have our Captain and Fishing Tournament, which last year we had a problem that the Eastern Conference theme <sighs> fell on a Captain yeah. Center. This year we don't. So fantastic. But you may have an Eastern Conference hockey game going Yeah, so we'll if, definitely if have that NHL, game going We'll get to that in a second. So we're just waiting for that schedule to be released. But we're excited. We are really excited to have Boston. Um, I feel bad for Boston fans because we already took care of their Bruins. Ah, and they're going to take care of their Celtics. Right. So prayers up to Boston. And yesterday, you know, at least they had the Celtics because the Red Sox got clobbered in, in Sunday night well, baseball. They're, they're in last place where they belong. Yeah, they are. Uh, get me out of this chat with these Yankee fans. <laughs> no, but let's fi- let's finish up that thought on, on the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be a great finals. It's going to go to seven. I, I everybody, th- I mean, I really thought Philly was going to, you know, finally break through. The, you know, the, the process, you know, they have not made it. We were talking about how the Heat have made all these conference finals. So they started the process 10 years ago, and then what do they have to show for it? Heartbreaking losses. Doc Rivers yeah. has lost 10 game sevens. They're eagle, look at their Eagles. Coach. Their Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Their Phillies lost the World Series. These fans, somebody check on your they're Philadelphia friends. No, come on. But no, I'm not Check on your Philadelphia friends. I mean, friends. they went to the World Series in the, the Super Bowl. Yes. There's a, there's a couple of them. There's like four Philly teams. That have yes. Been. Check on those Philly friends, but, please. But, but, but. Here's the thing. I had a problem with Joel Embiid saying, you know, it can't be Harden either. There needs to be five players playing. Dude, you and Harden stunk up the joint yesterday. Yeah. They really did. Embiid wants to be in Miami next year. I know it. That's, it won't that's happen, something but he that, wants to that's be. something that, you know, it's been talked about. But Embiid, just like Harden, disappears. Like in big moments, they had a chance on, was it Friday night or something, that they had a chance to, or, or Thursday night, to, to put, they were at home. Yeah. Up three two, put Boston away, and they were leading that game, and then Embiid and Harden disappear. Yeah, and Tatum, who had zero points during that game, shows up at the end of that game, and then apparently it continued into Game Seven where he just went off on Mother's Day. He sure did. That was. Um, But like I said, get it out of your system now and play horrible the next series against us, and then can you now? What what, now? Here's the thing with the with the Heat. Okay, Bam has good numbers against the Celtics. He matches up well against the Celtics. And he's Celtic. played good the last two he, or three games. Yes, he has. That's Bam 1.0, not the 2.0 we've seen. But what we need is Jimmy Butler had a quiet series against the Knicks. Yeah. It wasn't like... It wasn't like the first game he did well, but then it kind of... Yeah, he went quiet. It was yeah. quiet. I, I think that rolling yeah. that ankle is more of an issue than they're letting on. Oh, interesting. I mean, ankles are... No, I, I, I had a friend who... I mean, in, in Miami and Heat Talk, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody <laughs> and said that he saw a picture of Jimmy's ankle and it looked like a softball. I heard that as well. Okay, so see something. It, it, I haven't read it in any credible news source, but that's a thing. So Jimmy is making, is it takes shots and has his spots and 
Gabe Vincent has to have a big series. Max Drusen needs to have a big series. Duncan Robinson needs to have a big series. We need to outshoot these guys. Uh, we'll see. Stay on and Jason. Do not let Jason. Huh? Oh wow, that's, that's this is true. And he yeah. was that's a and, good that's a good analogy. But uh, no, the one thing I was thinking, we were just talking about the process, right? <laughs> Poor Philly. I think what this year, I mean, we we know this in Miami, but on a national level, sometimes people poo poo it. Talk about the system, the culture of the Heat. I mean, you're, yeah. th- this year, put a feather in the cap on Spolster's Hall of Fame resume. I mean, that that, that, that resume has been done for no, a while now. I mean, this is what the third generation of Heat championship type. Yep. Play, you know, even fourth. If you're gonna go with the, no, you go with the Shaq go, team, you go with no, the LeBron team, and you go that, and yeah, you go with. But look at the culture. And this one, you go back to the Zoe years. And no, but nobody thought Jimmy Butler was gonna be was J- was gonna Shaq, be a superstar Shaq like he is Wade, now. Yeah. The, the big three era, and now you've got what they're doing. And I was just talking to my brother about this. They've got seven undrafted players. Yep. This have already is, made a scored a system, record. The culture, whatever they're doing in that building. Yeah, Adam Simon the rest and of stuff. South Florida the sports team. need to learn. You know, maybe the Dolphins and the Marlins. You know, learn from the Heat. Yeah, well, different sports amongst I get other it, things. But hello. But Struzan, Struzan. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end of the season. But Struzan, Vince actually won't because the podcast will be on hiatus. But Struzan, <laughs> Struzan, Vincent are free agents, and I don't know if we'll be able to afford them. Struz, I'll send a petition so Struz doesn't leave. I'll be very yeah, sad. That's your boy. She's my Tizzy's favorite. Boy. Struce and Omir. But, but Vincent's had a great postseason. So now, the Knicks game ends, and we already know when the Knicks, when the Knicks game is ending, we already know that the Panthers game is going to overtime. Yeah. So overtime always, you never know what's going to happen. Anything. Anything can happen. It could end right, you know, and then the Panthers get a three-on-two break, and boom, we're in the conference finals. Amazing. We dispatch Toronto, and who knew, and, and, and you feel bad, and... Wait a Who do you, you cannot feel bad what, for the feel for bad. the Canadians? For the Canadians, we apologize to any Canadian listeners. We may have one or two because I look at the analytics. <laughs> but um, you guys wanted Florida. We gave you Florida. Now look what happened. Exactly. We won. Actually, I gave him a T-shirt. Yeah. I won. We won Florida. So they're a good fan base in regards to the fact that they're loyal to their team. They show up. They fill the stadium. They, they fill the arenas. Over, but at the uh, end of the day, they we gave them what they wanted, and it is what it is. And they are a great squad, but... And with Edmonton being eliminated last night, there's no Canadian teams left. We have Carolina. There's no cold-weather teams. Vegas. Yeah, it's true. Which is what I love. Carolina. No, Seattle's, Vegas, still, Seattle's still in Kraken. play. I love their jerseys, their color. They're, they're, that's a really... And Vegas, too, right? You, well, right, right now, the, so the Kraken wins, and Dallas... No, it's game seven, I think, tonight. Dallas wins, you're going to have a, a top of the final four of warm-weather teams. Can you and imagine if it's Panthers, Vegas, in the finals? It could happen. I've never been to Vegas. That may be a reason to go for the weekend. You've never gone to Vegas? I've never been to Vegas. I've never had a desire to go to Vegas. Really? I've never. But Yeah, game uh, seven of the Kraken and the Stars is tonight. So that should be interesting. And then that's when we'll find out the Panthers' schedule moving right, forward. Can, can I say something? Of and Hori and I were, were, he, Hori was griping about this. And I didn't know this. And usually I, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm a sports media junkie. But Carolina clinched on Thursday. Too much rest time. No, no, it's not just that. And the Panthers clinched on Friday, but it's not the rest time. It's that we don't know what our schedule is. We don't know the times because apparently ESPN gets to choose if they want to televise the Eastern Conference Finals or the Western Conference Finals. That's why they're entertainment sports. What are they waiting for? Now, I know that if we were playing the Rangers... 
they totally would have picked that up. Of course. Okay, and that would have been decided. Let's say the Rangers would have beaten the Devils and and then, you know, who lost to Carolina, but then they would have beaten Carolina. Oh, ESPN would have been all over that guy. That's a big, huge ratings yeah. draw. But why are we waiting for ESPN, who, by the way, really messed up. I mentioned the, the, the Red Sox game earlier. Red Sox game 9-1. to It pushes up against, they had a late start time for that Kraken, for, I mean, sorry, for that Vegas-Edmonton game at 10 o'clock. And, you know, in an era where baseball games are shorter, it's 9-1, to and ESPN refuses to move that game to ESPN2 and literally had a split screen of the Red Sox game and the Vegas-Edmonton game. Carl Ravitch, because they scored like 20 seconds into the into the game, Carl Ravitch called the goal while he was calling a baseball game. What is it? It's amateur mm-hmm. hour up there in Bristol. Red Sox. Yeah, All you do is talk bad about the Red Sox here. Well, because we're both Yankee fans. That's why. So, but anyway, so we're not happy with the Yankees right now. So, I've got to pile on something. So, we're moving on so to we're baseball. Just, we're just waiting for the schedule, right? We're just waiting, waiting to see how schedule. our week's going to pan out. Are you going to be able to watch these games this week? I know you have other no, commitments. I'm, I'm, I mean, you, you've, you've got, you know, every now and then we may sneak into the lounge and watch uh, watch a game. You do that when you're on retreat, right? No, uh, we don't, we da, don't da, do that. We're da, supposed da. to be praying, but, and there's a, du- well, Duffy's a chain, not Duffy's a, the tavern that we have close by. But is uh, is right down the block, so you know I've been there for. But I try I, I try to disconnect totally when I'm on retreat. It's that time like to I'm do not that. Normally, I'm, I'm not normally. No, but in, in October, oh, yeah, I told you October we have the I mean the Yankees are always playing in the postseason. Who makes so, these retreat dates? Is this the Archbishop? Uh, the Arch, you know, the archdi- it depends on the Archdiocese. The, we yeah, have three dates in them. October, one in February. There's See, the February days. one is the one that doesn't have anything going on during the week. It's the one I want. It's because... So it, if I ever get married, it can only be in the months of February and July based on sports. I've already established that. Okay. Those are two good months. It's, it's only July, months. July, not in Miami. There's no it's, sports it's, going on. It's, it's, it's There's no sports. rainy and, July, and, and humid. No, beyond that, this, I'm thinking more of this. I don't care about my hair and makeup getting messed. It's more sports. What finals, which sports are going on really in July? Your mid-baseball, your all-star baseball. break. That's the, the only month I could get married. So yeah. So Baseball. As so of, as of the Marlins move, game yesterday. You went to the Marlins, the only game we won against so Cincinnati. Much fun. Yeah. It was a good game. It was. Bats were hot. Jazz was not playing. Jazz went Jazz, to the fence. It's Jazz ran to the fence and it's like He's not an but outfielder. He, I don't know. They put him on the IL. Everybody went on the IL yesterday. <sighs> uh it's just but what's going on with Sandy? So you can't expect a Cy Young winner to have a year like he did last no, it's, year it's, and come back. Scherzer's not having a good year either. And yeah, and you can't have expect him to like that's true. Sandy's, Sandy's not. No. But Yuri, Yuri, uh, Sandy's struggling. And Yuri pitched it. on Friday and he pitched well. Uh, almost a mirror image of Sandy. 20 years old, youngest pitcher ever pitched for the Marlins. Uh, he pitched very, very well. So the Marlins haven't done well the last couple of weeks after George and I anointed them two weeks ago on this podcast, but they are ahead of the Mets. Go that figure. Philly won a little hot streak last week and, and passed yeah. us for second place. But the the and they lost yesterday. I think they lost yesterday. But the Mets, uh, what's going on with them? Struggling, being typical oh. New York team. Struggle, aye, struggle, bus. Yeah, the no. Mets. Now, really quickly, since I have both of you here. All right, so let's talk to New York. I got to talk about another New York team. So Jets. last week, because this affects Ashley a lot, <laughs> and Hori and I touched on it briefly last week. Uh, the NFL schedule came out ten days ago. Yep. And background of my phone. Ashley, I look at it every it, day. It, it, yeah, she's she, she's got it there. So the Giants really got hosed on their on their schedule. Christmas Day, everything. You're traveling Seven a lot. Of the first ten games on the road. Mm-hmm. 
and then three of the first five games on prime time. So okay, that's good. Matchups. That's good. That's always good. Death taxes in Dallas and New York to open the season on Sunday night football. Because we don't beat Dallas regularly. No, you don't. You used to. It's been a while. It's been a while. I remember all the all these Tom Coughlin and Eli teams going into into Jerry World. In fact, didn't you? You christened Jerry World with a win. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> and then Jer- I just looking up Jerry and his suite. I've never seen ISO cam there on Jerry. It's like. So Ashley's going to Germany. Um, okay, so this is what's for sure. Usually we go to two Dolphin away games a year, and it depends on a lot of she things. She really wanted to go to Kansas City. Kansas City, we had everything booked. We were gonna bring a group out there with the hotels, the restaurants, everything, and then that day it got leaked, and it was Germany, and no one saw that coming. No Dolphin fans, we didn't see it coming. No. So then, one of your best games of the year. You're, they do that? I know I it's like Tyreek going back to send them, send them Tampa an Bay and, and Atlanta. So I can tell you for sure, yeah. we uh, the one actually worked out really well. That it was really a blessing in disguise so for us is the Jets Dolphins on oh, Black, Black Friday. Friday. I haven't been home to Jersey in Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving in probably a good 20 years. Wow. So this is the new first Thanksgiving that I'm able to go back home to Jersey um, and worked out well. Airfare was excellent. JetBlue was a round trip under $300. And so we are going to the... Because a few weeks ago, if you said, Ash, do you want to go to MetLife? No, I could care less about that game. But now Black Friday, back home. So we are going to that one. The other one we are going to is my, actually, it ended up being on my birthday weekend, but we said we were going to go to this regardless of when the date was, as long as it wasn't the fair, um, the Eagles. And it's on my birthday the weekend. Eagles. So it's a Sunday night game, Sunday night at Lincoln Field, Tua versus Hertz, In interesting Link. matchup. Um, go Dolphins. Big time go Dolphins. No, because he, we're playing the NFC, so you, he's going to be rooting for the Dolphins a lot yes. this year, at least three times. I okay. will root for the Dolphins every game except October 8th. Yeah, because October we play the Giants. the Giants. So for sure, we're doing... Um, You're taking him to the... We to are. We're giant. going together. Yeah. We are. You're going to have the best time. So for sure, we're going to Lincoln Field, my birthday weekend, October 22nd, and then Black Friday. Lincoln Financial Field. Lincoln Financial. Germany, we're still trying to crunch the numbers, um, ideally. And then the other one we're toying I, around with, I'll be honest, airfare and hotel could not be cheaper than dirt. The first char- week. The first Chargers. week, you told me that the airfare was a $200. Airfare, 248 round trip that's American. For LA, that's pretty good. Uh, yep. And then hotels were not bad. But the Dolphin, the do- it yeah. is, because, no, you could you no, could fill that place up with Dolphin, dolphin fans, fans because the Chargers don't have a fan base there. But ever since they left and the dating told and like that was but their I said, year. That, but that's, yeah. if, if you could pull that off and you, you, you visit these sisters out there in Alhambra. Yeah. And then go to Inglewood for the game. And, and maybe at Disney. Yeah, it'd be like a four-day trip. That'd be, that'd be so interesting. So I'm trying to see how like... It's a weekend after Labor Day. I'm trying to see how like work schedule and events <laughs> and life and everything like lines up. But ideally, we'll for see. sure, but Eagles that's why people and look, you know, I, I, I said people look towards, look look forward to the schedule. Because hey, what, okay, people like to travel to games. Yeah. You encounter that. I encountered that yes, when I was on the road I with the Dolphins. Traveling. And there are people that go to every road game. There are big egos every road game. I wish I could, but you know. it's too hard. I can tell you. So we play the Dolphins play the Cowboys on Christmas Cr- Eve. No, that's for for presets. Like you know how oh. much those tickets are going for right now. We probably will end up selling those tickets right now if we were to put them on the market. Oh yeah, worth fourteen rows, corner end zone. They're going for six hundred fifty. Get each. out! Because first of all, Dallas Cowboys fans travel better than any fan base. And number two, no, it's not that. to travel. They, they, they're all around. But they're all around. We our seventh grade uh, civics teacher Huge. is is, is a, a cowboy. Will you buy them? No, but she can pay for half her season ticket package That's exactly by, what it is by, by selling it to the kids. Exactly and as you get closer, let's say both are, you know, it could go for a thousand. It could. So that's the one if we, we do are going to sell. We do not condone, you know, uh, what, what is it called? Um, <laughs> selling Scalping on, on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> do I Secondary see $600, market. $700 for my ticket? But she did it with the New York series. You yeah, know, and the thing is, like, it just, it, 
you know, if we don't go, we're going to be watching on TV, but it, tickets are expensive. No, we but here's the thing. Father Andrew and I, that game is at 425. And Mass is 530. Mass is at Five. On Christmas Eve. And it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Sunday's schedule goes out the and window. And Noche Buena. How do you miss Noche Buena and the Cuban families? Uh, I'm not well, Cuban. We but... do what we do for when the Dolphins would yeah. play Dallas on Thanksgiving. It's that you work around. Oh. But the thing is that. I guess I Noche... already know what mass schedule I have on. No, no. Yeah, he's giving I, you that I, one. I don't, no, I don't know because I, I really enjoy we'll that. We'll ask him again in a few months. We'll, we'll see. When we get to. It also depends when we get to December. I mean, the Dolphins have yeah. a very, very tough schedule. Okay, maybe maybe the Dolphins are very good and the and the Cowboys are very bad. And you know what? Four twenty five, I do the math at five and six. I watch the second half. You know that that's fine. But the thing is that I have to travel somewhere. Maybe maybe I could host Christmas Eve here. Uh, who knows? Like a watch ro- party ro- or Christmas no, no, Eve? just say have my family over. <laughs> roast like a pig, a roast a pig here. I don't know. We'll, we'll do something because when I saw because you, I'm. I, I, it's not the first time in my preacher the Dolphins have played on Christmas Eve, but they always play at one, and at one none of the nothing has happened no, on Christmas Eve. No, you're still doing. Christmas you know Eve the, 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 Christmas the Sunday on a Monday. Christmas. On a Monday, I've already that's that. All right, so we're we're <laughs> we're we'll, we'll discuss Christmas on a Monday and what that implies as we get closer to Christmas. All right, so we've talked about everything. There's one thing I didn't talk about last week, and Jorge mentioned in the in the in the description. pickleball. No, it wasn't pickleball. Corey mentioned in the description of the podcast because when he when we were done five minutes after we finished recording, he's about to post it. I went like, we didn't talk about the Derby, the Kentucky Derby, and I picked the right horse. I picked Mage, who was oh. a seventeen to one shot, and I didn't brag about it. And now it's like a week later, nobody cares because you know nobody cares anyways. But that that's such sister a Rosalie does sister, sister Rosalie, Rosalie loves real, she loves the horses if she could she make loves a horse ponies. stable in our field she would she, she loves would. A, whenever one of the police horses come around she loves the if ponies. we were to make like an about her it would be like I love Jesus the Dodgers and horses she like likes, that she likes Mustangs also and Mustangs because that's like you know she had a Mustang tagline. before she entered the convent when she was 19 she had a Mustang but I anyways. love God Mustangs <laughs> horses and the Dodgers that's her tagline Do- <laughs> I love Dodgers her. swept the Padres at home you know, Padres got all all these people during the offseason. Still can't beat the Dodgers. Go figure. Well, look at the Yankees. Yankees always been. Well, yeah. I, I'm gonna make a joke. What? what do the Padres and the Yankees have in common? Oh, here we go. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, the Padres are spending more than the Yankees. Yeah, but Yankees. look at your lineup. On Padres paper, are spending like Steinbrenner used to spend. On money. paper, you guys are the best the teams. Mess. No, on paper, the Yankees and the Padres are the best team, just with your players. No, no, we're we're not, on paper. We're not the best team at all. Well, the Mets the on paper are a better all team than we do. On the IL. Okay, they just signed so, uh, Gary Sanchez. But they're, I playing, they're playing better. They signed Gary Sanchez. They to, did. The Mets did. I love minor Gary league they're deal. Not pitching better. They're not pitching. No, the pitching was. Thank God we we got two. We we split a series of Tampa Bay. Should have won yesterday, but the two games we won yeah. were in comeback fashion, and they were slugfests. Yeah. P- you know, they killed Nestor Cortez, who's our best pitcher. No, but pitcher. no, Garrett Cole. What you kept saying that all weekend? Garrett Cole's our best pitcher. He gives up. No, home. Garrett Cole's our best pitcher, but Nestor Cortez is number two. And then Severino eventually will come back from. That he, at some point this year, it was like. No, and, and we like Nestor because he's from Hialeah. Which even Garrett Cole hasn't done. Though. But Severino's are, you know, eventually will come off his, you know, he's like Stan. Wait, he's wait, perpetual wait, wait. in the IL. <laughs> My snore noise. Yeah, that, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. How's your team doing? Uh, what, the Marlins or Red Sox? Red Sox. Uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow, we've really gone over Anyways. We have so much I, going on, Father. I, I mean, too much going on. The and Panthers. I, and, I, and I gotta get, I gotta get And they said the Panthers in the Heat, that's the first time in 40 years that two teams from the same city 
make it into their respected. But it's never happened that they clinch on the same That's day. That's what it was. We yeah. called the clinchmas, and it was the best Friday ever. Best clinchmas ever. We had fun. Father Andrew and I, we talked about we could never execute a high five. But we 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 executed it well, <laughs> we on, well. on Friday when they oh. because it was we, we you because it wasn't like you know in, in playoff hockey that it came out of nowhere the anticipation was a three on two break yeah you know you knew it was coming and and um, cousins skated stopped and 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 slapped it and it was just we knew it and yeah we celebrated woke probably woke up Father Uko poor him oh, oh my goodness poor Father Uko. <laughs> Okay, congratulations to FC Barcelona for winning the La Liga, whatever. Uh, please bring Messi. Oh, I have to talk about Inter Miami, or else you know Carly and, and CJ and Joe will kill me. Have, have won what four in a row, five in a row. They are on a row and just beat New England, who is the best team in, in the go. MLS. So. Add them to the success so, of South Florida yes. sports. They're a little slow on the social media. They had to wait till the next morning before giving props <sighs> to the Marlins and I mean to the Heat and and the Panthers. But anyway. Folks, uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you're still with us uh, as we're talking about Inter-Miami in the 108th minute, thank you for that. Uh, remember, pray to the Holy Spirit as Pentecost grows closer. Do a novena. It starts on Friday, and we'll talk to you in our season finale next week. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.